Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the Stinking Truth. Hey, welcome in Stinking Truth Podcast. Make sure uh, you continue to uh, subscribe. Thank you so much for doing that. Send us a message, all those kind of things. Marshall Earth, alongside my partner, Mike Evans, and... Uh, we are in the offseason, man. This is the procurement stage of the National Football League where you're talking about free agents, you're talking about, you know, about the upcoming draft, all the things where, you know, you're trying to quote unquote win the offseason. Yep. So good time of year just to talk about the news of the NFL. Well, and for a lot of people, the most fun part is if you're one of those teams that's looking for a quarterback. You get excited about the potential of these college quarterbacks, right? right? And you've got the first tier of Caleb Williams and Drake May and Jaden Daniels. Then you got that next group that has the likes of J.J. McCarthy, Bo Nix, and maybe even Michael Penix. Although the jury seems to be out on Michael Penix, you did a breakdown of Michael Penix that caught you caught a lot of blowback for some of the things you said about yeah. Michael Penix. Yeah, well, apparently there's a lot of people out there that uh, feel like about Michael Penix like they did about Tim Tebow or, you know, the Rusties from the Russell Wilson camp. And, you know, I I think there's a couple of things for me when, you know, I'm just looking at, at, at players. I kind of know what it's supposed to look like. And you can give me all the numbers you want to give me and you can kind of break down, you know, the, the tangible skill set stuff. But when I watch it on tape, I know what looks like an NFL quarterback and what doesn't look like an NFL quarterback. And one of the things that resonates for me, I had this conversation with a guy by the name of Bill Lazor. You know, he was a longtime NFL coach, uh, offensive coordinator, worked in Houston this year in the development of C.J. Stroud. And so we're just having this conversation because I'm going to do a Houston game, and he's a great dude. And, you know, we have this long conversation just about C.J. Stroud and, like, hey, what he was is not what he is now, you know, when we first got him, and there were some growing pains and all this, that, and the other. But he said something to me that resonated. Like, you want to have tangible numbers and stuff because it makes you feel like you know what the you're doing, Right. You want to be able to say, hey, he's this tall and he runs this fast. He's got this kind of arm talent. And you want all these little let's say it's it's a way for people who don't know anything about football to get involved in football. And I I get it. I mean, there's room for analytics and all that kind of crap that I don't really buy into. But there's room for all that stuff. And it makes people feel good about, you know, I, I get to be a part of it. And good for you. Good, be a part of it. That's great. But the bottom line is. To me, what is transferable? And the conversation I had with him is it's not about who 
puts up the best numbers in college or who is the best season in college, it's the guy that has the most transferable skills to the next level. The most transferable part of his game, does it, does it, does it lend itself to playing at the next level? And the only way you can really look at that to me at some point is, is through the eyeball test. And when I looked at Michael Penix, now I only broke down one game, so I looked at one game. But, but it was the, a it was a significant game. Right. It was the national championship game yeah. against Michigan. And I got blowback on Twitter, on X or whatever you want to call it, like, well, that's unfair because they were the best team in football, you know? And I'm like, you're shitting me, right? So he's only going to be the quarterback that plays against shitty teams? Like, hey, when we play the shitty teams, he's our guy. Right. When we play good teams, we're going to switch to this guy. Like, you're kidding me, right? Right. right. And so I, I just looked at it from the standpoint of, okay, you're playing in the national championship game. And I think he went 29 of 51 or something of that nature, mm-hmm. had about five yards per pass play. He must have had 18 completions within – either behind the line of scrimmage, at the line of scrimmage, or within four yards of the line of scrimmage. I mean, I don't know that you could invent another way to throw a bubble screen. Like, whoever that offensive coordinator was in Washington, there are more bubble screens completed in that game from different looks and different formations and, and, you know, different personnel groupings than in the history of college football. And I had this same argument when Baker Mayfield came out. And one of the big arguments was, well, he's the most accurate quarterback in NCAA history. Well, I should hope so. You threw 14 bubble screens a game, you know? I mean, <laughs> you you walk into the game and you're 18 for 18. Right. Now, if you complete 50% of your, your balls that are intermediate balls, you're, you're sitting at 76%. Right. I should hope you can complete 76% when those are the statistics involved. So there was a couple things. Number one, like everything was at the line of scrimmage. And then the, there's, there's a couple of different plays, but I'll just give you one. They had a two-by-two mirrored concept, okay? So two-by-two, right, tight ends in the middle, receivers outside. Both receivers hit an out route. Both inside guys with a single high safety leaning toward the the guy on the right-hand side. Both guys ran seams, okay? Your first look was to the left to the guy running the seam. The overhang defender basically buzzed out, meaning he's going to play curl, Flat, right? So you're playing cover three. There's no question. I mean, I can see it like that. Single high safety, bam, he buzzes out. We're playing cover three. It's zone. Both linebackers were in A-gap walk-up, right? Double A-gap potential blitz. So meaning that the, the linebacker on that side's got to carry the seam. That's his responsibility. How in the hell are you going to carry the seam when you're in the A-gap walked up? The answer is you can't. So that guy runs. The overhang defender buzzes. Michael Penix looks at him. It's a wide-open 30-yard gain if you just throw it. What does he do? Takes the six-yard stick route on the outside, the six-yard out route. You you have a line that you use a lot about what's open and Yes. Or it's covered in college what's versus co- what's right. open in the NFL. What's completely covered in college is wide-ass open in the NFL. Right. And you bypassed that throw. Now, there's a little bit of a layering to that throw, but if you completed it, it's 30 yards yeah. and you're in the red zone, if that guy makes the safety miss, it's a touchdown. 
and you bypassed it. Shit like that is like, you can't play for me. So it's the little things that you look at. Like on TV, if you watch the TV copy, you're at home watching the TV copy, you're like, hey, man, what a that's a great throw. Perfect on the out, you know, outside shoulder away from the cornerback who's, you know, dropping out, but still perfect. Everything mechanically is perfect. It was great. I look at that. That's a minus, minus, minus for me. It's the worst throw. That's the worst decision you could possibly make. And then the, the lastly, I look at Penix, and I'm like, that arm slot, you know, I kept hearing about his arm talent, this, that, and the other. He's li- I mean. Well, he's left-handed, but yeah. Okay. He's going to go. get 14 balls a game blocked in right. the NFL. I just, like, like, hey, man, you can take him with your pick, but I ain't touching him with mine.